0: just a heads up everyone, though we look at things through an optimistic lens on this show, some of the topics may be triggering and some of the language may be adult. Hi everyone and welcome to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm Jenna Edwards and I've overcome some pretty serious adversity in my life and I just recently realized it was all because of this mindset I call aggressive optimism. I knew I wasn't the only one living with this way of thinking and as I always say, there's a million ways to do anything. So I wanted to do this podcast so I could have conversations with others and learn how they overcome adversity and achieve their big goals and dreams and create the life they want to live. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Aggressive Optimism podcast. I'm your host Jenna Edwards and today we are going to be speaking with artist and writer Terry Webb. Hi Terry. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Terry hopes to bring joy, light and love to others through her work, believing that her work will lift someone, encourage someone, be an answer to a prayer and or just give them a moment and or moments to smile with, which I freaking love. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Terry. I think what you're doing is so cool. And I can't wait to share it with all of our listener listeners. So you guys, this is Terry Webb. She's fantastic. I met her through a group I'm involved with called the Joyful Warriors. And she with Michelle Eads, by the way, who is also a guest last week. Um and I listened to her and Michelle chat in a Facebook Live and I was like, Michelle, you need to introduce me to Terry immediately <laughs> because What she's doing in the world is so cool. So she does this thing called six-word story wisdom magnets, and I'm going to let her describe them because I will not do them justice. So Terry, if you don't mind taking a minute describing what it is you're doing, I would greatly
1: appreciate it. Sure, you bet. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about about, uh, doing this with you, and and, uh, so thank you. Um, I do six-word stories, and I also do digital art with them. So it's a whole package. It's not just words. It's not just photography. It's not just art. It's all three of them together. And this project that we're talking about is called Wisdom, Wisdom Travels. And uh, what I've done is I um, have six-word stories, and I put them on a little uh, uh, two-and-a-half by two-and-a-half uh, square magnet, and I send them out to people who live in different places, who travel in other places. And they get to leave these six-word stories around the world, which we've done. Oh and <laughs> and so they leave them for someone to fi- find. And on the back it says, you know, uh, what does it say? I'll get back to that part. I'll have to <laughs> look it up while we're talking. It's just something about you know, leave it, keep it, um, pass it do, along, pass it along, pay it forward. Um, and they're 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 we're leaving them out to. Like you said, spread some joy, lift somebody's spirits. Maybe somebody's pondering something and it's an answer to their prayer or, because Universal will step in and, and, and help us with all that. So it's just something that's really exciting for us and those that's who are leaving so cool. it and those who are finding it. So it's a win-win for both because even the people who are doing it with me get so much joy by leaving them for somebody, knowing someone's going to find it and it's going to, you know, hopefully, help someone smile or have a better day and, and um and then what they do though is they do take a picture of where they've left it they post it on the group um where they've left it and they can be as generic as they want as far as like a restaurant or just the city and state or a country and they get to uh leave that take a picture of it so that way we're all kind of a part of it and, and those who find it are also instructed with the back of the card to take a picture and Oh my gosh. Let us know. So it's such a cool way
0: of spreading joy. I love that. So before we started recording the podcast, um, I had some, said something where like imperfection is perfection. So if you have questions, you know, like I was doing a little intro to how the show was going to go down and Terry's like, oh, I have a six word story about that. And I was like, <laughs> let's share said six word story on the podcast so that the listeners have a little bit of an idea of what exactly you're talking about. So if you have that story, now's the time to share because it's so cool.
1: I, I do. And it uh, it just says, uh, love all of your perfect imperfections. And so that's one of the magnets we also leave around um, that so just cool. reminds people that, you know, uh, another one we have is you're never less than perfect. Um, so that's another fun one that we like leaving around too. So That is just, so cool. So what made you think of this project
0: and decide to go forward with it?
1: Well, uh, the funny part is I a uh, a friend of mine told me about Magnets and because and, she'd put some like her, her dogs or whatever on these mag on this page, she found that she was able to put little three by three square magnets. And so <laughs> uh, she turned me on to them, and I thought, well, I'm going to put my six word stories on them. And it, originally it was to help sell, you know, like my my products because I do calendars and I do I have a book and I do uh, mugs and t shirts and all kinds of stuff. And I thought, well, this would oh, be another little fun thing. But when I got them, and the, and the, the more people were getting involved with them, it, it turned into you know, I'd really I'd like to leave this for people to find. I'd like to I'd like to encourage somebody or help somebody or like I said, leave a message or and so um it quickly turned from the idea of I purchased them for the idea of selling them and it quickly by the time I got them, it was like I just want to leave these around for people to find. So there's no money involved. And so when people Want them? I just ship them anywhere from six to more, depending on whether it's the first time or they're regulars. They get more because they actually do because they do it, and um, and even people have offered. Well, can I give you some money for them? And I don't want it to be about money. I don't want someone not to be able to do it because they don't have the money for them. So, as long as the universe is providing me the financial means to uh, purchase them and ship them out, and then I at this point don't want any money for them. You know, for now.
0: Uh, That is so cool, and we're definitely going to post on your. Uh, show page where people can can send off to get these magnets. I wish I had known about you uh, two years ago because my husband and I just got <laughs> back from a year long cross country road trip in the United States. Oh,
1: like left them goodness. everywhere. This is such a oh my deal. goodness.
0: But I do know a friend yeah. who's going off on another crazy road trip like that. That I'll put you in touch with. Um, perfect, perfect. She would dig this. So,
1: um, well, and I. I- Oh, go ahead. I, I tell other people, too, because some people say, well, I don't go anywhere, but you're still living someplace different than I am, so you are someplace else to leave them. So it's, it's great if you can be a traveler. It's a little extra bonus, a little extra fun for you while you are traveling, but if you're just living in, you know, Timbuktu, whatever city, it, it, it doesn't matter. You're still living someplace else where you can leave that. Well, and item.
0: everybody needs inspiration so, no matter where they're living, right? Exactly, exactly. I love it. And where are you yes. located?
1: I'm in I'm in California, you oh,
0: uh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. We're gonna yes, have to, uh-huh. like, hang out at some point. Yeah, yeah
1: sounds great.
0: That will be super fun. So, um, how long has
1: this been going on? Um, uh, gosh, I want to say uh, probably four years. I'd have to look at the Facebook for the first posting I did, but I want to say I think it's been four years. Cool, this been going on. Um, but it's just really. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. And it, but it's just really starting to pick up. Uh, probably like the last, this last year's slowly been just kind of accelerating with some changes I've made. So it's really great. That is so much fun. I
0: love it. And what what has been the biggest challenge in regards to this project?
1: um getting people involved i mm. like i said kind of mentioned i do have some regulars who have just been wonderful and i send them a, a whole grip of them whenever they they run out um but it was just a, a few a fewer number in those who really actually participated mm. uh, but um i found out through the, like the last year or so that the facebook page i had was not as user friendly as far as uh leaving a picture of where they've left it they would usually oh. like send it to me and then i would post it on the page and then this year i was speaking to one of my sisters and she, you know we were kind of brainstorming and she said you know you've got to get a different format and that's when a uh, group started coming out on facebook so then i went to a group page instead of a regular page page oh very cool and that was uh, much easier for people to kind of see what's going on there, there there were no albums to have to worry about uh, oh, gotcha. and and so, and the group, like I so said, they get to do a check-in. So they will do a check-in right there and they can post a picture. And, and, uh, and so, um. And it's easy
0: peasy and joy is spread.
1: And they <laughs> pop up more regularly because, fe- yeah, because, yeah, because Facebook, uh, the page was kind of like monitored. They were kind of like. Not that people would like my page, but Facebook wasn't showing them the stuff that was being posted, but the group is, uh, the stuff shows up more readily for people to see if things are actually happening and there's movement, and people are doing it. So it's been and is this much just better. an open group for you? Yes. That's yes. cool. What's the name of it? Wisdom Travels, all one word.
0: Very cool, you guys. I am gonna go join that group because I feel like
1: even if you're not
0: sharing the magnets yourself, just going in that page every or that group every single day must be so inspiring.
1: I I hope so. I think so. And I try I tried it like my page. I try and share over to one of the six word stories every day or every day or two, just so there's some activity and some new six word story out there for someone to see. So
0: that's very cool. I love that. And so, where do you get your? inspiration for these six word stories
1: um it could be a life experience it could be a song I've heard or something I see in a movie or somebody's saying something and then I'll think oh wow uh just combination and and so when they do happen I've learned to write them down because if I don't then I don't I may lose that six word story <laughs> uh, or sometimes if they're not a six word story I'll still write them down then I'll go back to it and try and make it into a six word story because maybe too many words or not enough and, and I'll re- regroup that and and then I'll either go look for a picture or go take a picture for it or, um, cause I've got photos saved too. So, and then I'll just kind of put them together. And the funnest part for me is um, actually working with the digital filters with the photos, just trying to make them uh, unique with the six word stories to just make it a whole package of you know, something pretty or. That That's so it. cool. So um, why six words? Oh, my favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> um, a friend of mine, um, many moons ago, uh, there was a thing on Facebook, and people were uh, asking, what's your six-word story? And so she turned me on to this, and um, the whole six-word story came from Ernest Hemingway. Somebody asked him to do a story in six words, and according to readings I've read, this, uh, he wrote, um, baby shoes for sale, never worn and um so he put a story together a whole story together with just those six words and and with the readings i read said so that this for him was his best work he's ever was the best work he'd ever done
0: Aha, that's so interesting
1: and so once i started uh taking photos and i was doing regular i do poems also but once i started doing photos and kind of putting poems together then i kind of got back into the six word story stuff and then that's when it started developing and And then I would do a six word story a day on my own personal page back in the day without pictures uh, until I started getting into that and then incorporating it all together and putting them on photos. And so I'm sorry,
0: I totally missed the part. Were you doing photography before the six word stories or no?
1: No, I was doing poems and six word stories before I got into uh, photography. I had a friend of mine who took me to the beach one day and she had a a camera that. what's uh, a, a digital camera um, and also some film. I think we had two cameras anyway. So we went to the beach and she threw a camera in my hand and, um, and I had the camera all day long and I just snapped all these pictures and I was just in, in heaven. There's just, I just can't even explain that day. It was just a magical day for me. And so I, we went to the beach and I was doing some writing and it was just so incredible because growing up, I, uh, before, technology got better when I would take pictures you know I'd go to click it and then the camera would jerk down the pictures were never would never turn out when you'd go to get them developed from the store and so I uh, if somebody would have said that I would be doing photography in my later years was with with writing, I would have just laughed at them because that was <laughs> it was, my pictures were horrible. In fact, my, my dad even at one point uh, kind of teased me and said, I don't know, like... <laughs> I, why are I you even f- bothering? Why, <laughs> why do I buy film for you? Because we can't see the photo. <laughs> and then you couldn't tell until you actually developed them how bad they were, so... Um, oh I know back in the day right yeah yeah Um, hmm. so the digital camera was just a really magical day for me because I got to see what I was doing and see that they were turning out and and of course the cameras now have like stability to them and so you've got some extra help so that you're oh my gosh I'm so
0: glad that you (laughs) discovered that later in your life you know like it's so inspiring to talk to people who um start things that most would consider air quote young people. Like you have to do this when you're 18 or you'll never master it. You know, that kind of, I struggle with that often, that idea that, Oh, I didn't start this when I was in my teens. So I shouldn't even bother because it takes 20 years to master or whatever.
1: Oh, exactly. I, I've always written off and on depending on where I was in my life. So that was a really nice treat to get back into um, but before the photography and the creativity kind of joined together as a mix, I, I'm very I'm analytical. I love math. I love punctuation and sentences. I, I'm very uh, I, I I thought that was my niche. I, I did management, and so that's where I went. That's what I went to school for. And if again, even you know, 10 years ago, if somebody would have said if somebody would have told me that you, you've got a creative creativity side to you, I would have again chuckled at him because that was <laughs> furthest from my my mind and my thought, and my being. I was just so focused on you know math and business and and I love excel spreadsheets so that was you know my joy and still is I still love them but (laughs) yeah but uh but I I love me
0: a good excel spreadsheet as well
1: oh my gosh me too that's a work smarter (laughs) and a harder thing for me so I love it um so I would have I would have just chuckled and again just thought there's just that's I don't have a creative side of my creative bone bone in me but um it's been a really nice journey to get to the place where I'm with that and having the freedom and 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 also, I guess, because I, I learned that if uh, if you were cre- creative, if you had creativity in your, if, you're, if you were creative, you had to be kind of off the mark a little bit, you know, you, you, had, to, you had to be struggling with your life and you had to be a little eccentric. Oh yes, right? the and starving learned, artist. <laughs> yes, and I've learned that, you know, you can be a, a balanced person and still, you know, be functional and, you know, people organized and all this. Wait, and are you saying you that not all
0: creatives are completely crazy? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the right amount
0: of crazy. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, just the right amount a little bit of freedom for yourself, but now you have to shoot yourself in the foot and keep you out in the streets. So.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, what do you think has been the biggest challenge in like discovering that part of you?
1: Um, probably the couple of things one is the the Facebook page Um, like I said I believe Facebook kind of monitored who was getting the stuff and so moving over to a group gave me uh, more freedom and more activity and more viewing of people for people to see and on a personal note just probably the freedom I gave myself to um, be okay with being creative and embrace it and and love it and um, and feel really good about that side of me that I really kind of left dormant yeah Um, so how
0: did you how did you um give yourself kind of permission to be more free with that creative side that you left dormant
1: um with the writing part uh, again the friend that put the camera in my hand um thanks friend Yes. Uh, Sometimes you don't always know why people are brought into your life. And and then when they leave, you think, what was all about this person in my life really is one of those obvious reasons why she was put into my life, because she brought me back to life. She um, Essentially, because I was, I was, you know, gone through a few breakups and I was just kind of uh, struggling with life in general. And she uh, put that care in my hand that day. And it was a, a magical day for me. And it just changed the whole world for me. And also because she brought me back to life, I was able to start writing again because she was ah. funny and witty and she was just charming and and so all of that life in her just you know, just kind of fueled me up and was able to uh, give me the the extra life back into my into my um into my being and so i just started i i did a a a, a blog back in the day when those were kind of popular mm-hmm. and so i got to have some way to uh write and put things out there and um whether it was a, a emotional day or a happy day or wh- wherever I was going through it was really nice and that's because so person, cool she, she, put a, she put a camera in my hands and, and a pen and paper back in, into my life and it was a really great experience kind of that's incredible of yeah
0: one of the things that um one of the biggest reasons i wanted to talk to you after you had that conversation with michelle and the joyful warriors was because you had talked about the concept of not being complacent with something that we want to change but still loving ourselves at the same time oh yes i'd love to dive into that a little bit more cuz that's such a it's a thing i've always i've often struggled with not always but um it's so fascinating, right? It's like the idea of, yes, there's this thing I want to do differently or change in my life, but not being angry with it or not being frustrated that I have to do the work to change it, but at the same time loving myself while going through that process. So can you just share a little bit of your insight on that? Because I think you're, you're spot
1: on. Well, thank you. Um, I've learned through different mentors and uh, one of them um, I learned was just that we, I believe that we kind of all think that if we like, or if we like, if you're looking in the mirror and you're, you know, 10 pounds overweight or even more, and you're looking at that and you are not pleased with that. I believe that we think that if we make peace with that and love ourselves anyway, um, In spite of that, I believe we think we're going to stay there and I've learned um, that if you actually make peace with where you are, that's when you're showing appreciation, love for yourself and that's when you can actually see movement towards what you're really wanting. Because if you do make peace with where you are, it doesn't mean you're going to stay there that's actually giving yourself the freedom and for things to come into your life to help make those things move, whether... Whether, because what you see, if you start to learn to love yourself and like what you see in the mirror, if you focus on your eyes or your, your teeth or your hair, whatever it is you do love about yourself, if you have to get so close to the mirror that you're just seeing those things, that's going to give yourself uh, permission to love those things about you. And then you can evolve into even loving the things that you want to change because those things will change in that process.
0: I love that. And how... um How does that look and how has that manifested in your life with like, (laughs) I'm mostly interested in the psychological parts of ourselves, um, but obviously the physical parts matter as well, of course, but it's like, it's interesting, especially going back to what you were saying about not allowing yourself to be creative, you know, Mm -hmm. and like maybe wanting to change that, but
1: then I don't know. How did it manifest is basically my question. Sure. Um, I, um, I've, I've I've put on weight a couple of times throughout my life. And um, and then this last go around um, through other mentors I've had, one of them was called Mirror Work. And it talked about you know telling yourself, you know, I love you. I really love you while you're looking yourself in the mirror. And you can, like I said, it doesn't have to be a whole body mirror. You don't have to be undressed. You just even if it's just as close to the mirror as you can just through your eyes, just so you're looking at yourself and telling yourself how much you love yourself. And, and, and through time, you're going to, you're going to start to believe it and know it. And then you'd be amazed that once that really starts to happening for yourself, you can actually, things would start to change. Like uh, people would talk about the keto diet and I'd be like, Oh, it's just too much work. It was too overwhelming. And the more and more I was doing the mirror work, the more and more these things for keto came into my life that made more sense and made it easier for me to grab a hold of and start doing that. And then I dropped 45 pounds um, and I maintained it for like three years now. And I believe a big part of that was the mirror work I was doing as far as Mm self-love and, um, and again, making peace with where I am. And if you know, like, okay, I've got to roll here and roll there, but I don't have to focus on that. I get to focus on, um, you know, I love my eyes, I love my hair, I, I love my smile, I get to focus on those things, which again, is, is, is shows appreciation. And you get to, our belief system is basically what we're thinking in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when you can start to change those thoughts, your belief systems can change as well. So that's how you can also start changing your life with things you really want. I believe We can have it all in here. Um, worthy of having it all we just have to learn to love ourselves again because life experiences have, have, life's experiences have taught and I believe it's part of the whole process have taught us that we're not worthy we're not enough we're we're not this we're too much that and um, if we can set that all aside and, and just focus on yourself which is not selfish it's not conceited it's not anything but that's where it all starts and that's how you can change yourself and change the world by starting there. I love that so much. Absolutely. And I think it, it
0: goes even one step further, in my opinion, is like the more you can love yourself, the more you figure yourself out and you find those processes that work better for you. You know, like I talk about that a lot on the podcast is there's a million ways to do anything, but the only way that you'll figure out how to do what's right for you is by doing the work that makes it so that you understand how you operate, right? And like loving those pieces of yourself in a mirror is a perfect way to start because if you start to do kind of mirror work like that and you feel yourself bump up against something, you can explore it a little bit more and find out why that's making you feel the way that you're feeling or like, oh, I don't. I don't really resonate with this thing that I'm saying or how I'm saying it. So maybe I'll shift this way of saying it, you know, to make it fit more. And then it just expands and
1: expands, expands. Have you experienced that? Yeah, actually two things came to mind when you were talking about that. One is this one, another gentleman that I've listened to talks about loving all of your parts. Mm -hmm. And that includes when you're, if you're sad or if you've been angry, all these little parts that we choose, uh, we don't want to, love those parts because you don't like that part of us. But again, if you can choose to love all your parts, then you're not, you're not judging yourself. And, and um, you're also talking about words being very critical. Um, and I think that plays a part too, because when you say, I have to go do X, Y, Z, if you can change that to, I get to, it's mm-hmm. so much more enjoyable when you say I get to go, you know, if you don't, I, mean, I don't have to go to work, but I get to go to work and earn some money so I can enjoy my home and enjoy my family. And those type of little tweaks can make a difference on how you're feeling about things or when you when you say the word could instead of should because should is really a word of judgment Oh, they should have been this way or I should have been that way then you're judging them or you're judging yourself but you know you can either uh, let it go because we're all doing our best or you can you can change the word to uh, uh they could have done it this way or I could have done that but again that, that way you're you're shifting a feeling about how that all played out and those feelings again with your thoughts are a big important part of how we're treating ourselves and others and how we're either able to enjoy our life or not Mm
0: -hmm. I love that it's so interesting too I actually had this conversation with someone about a month ago um on their podcast and that was how do we define the terms that we use you know oftentimes people say uh like I get to versus I have to, sometimes that doesn't mean a negative thing. And my example with that was, I had put in there that I'm doing a podcast, this was when I was first developing aggressive optimism, that uh, talks about overcoming issues. And she was like, well, how about instead of overcoming, you just walk around them? And I'm like, that's an option in overcoming. So for me, the term overcoming didn't mean diving deep and figuring out like what happened to us as children that made us overcome it, but that's what it meant to her. And so it was this big word that she took on to mean something completely different from what I think it means. And so that's what what I'm getting at with the, like, we have to explore what works for us as individuals because what works for us may not work for someone else and what we say may not mean the same thing to someone else. And it's just so fascinating how individual everybody's process is. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've had this conversation with people before also because – um, we'll have a word um, that means something to me. And then you may have a word, same word, but it means something the opposite. I, I had um, someone, she would say something about, you know, we were arguing. And for me, it was like, we're not arguing we're discussing, but her word for <laughs> argument, what was a, a mild word of like discussion? And I just went over, the, I would go over the deep end thinking, no, now we're fighting now, we're going to, you know, stop talking. And we're going to, you know, because it was totally. arguing. <laughs> and so I would like, I didn't like that word. Or, or she would also say, you're not, uh, what would she say? Uh, you're not, you're not listening to me, and she just meant you're not hearing my words the way that I'm meaning. And again, it would be one of those trigger words for me. Mm-hmm. It just meant something totally different for her, and it meant something totally different for me. And so we would learn through time which words, um, not to avoid or, or just because he had such just different meanings for each other, we right. would find a compromise, or 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 when those words were said because we would define them for each other than when they were said. Um, we would neither want to jump off the of deep end because you, you said this when you actually, you're saying this and I'm understanding how you're saying it rather than how I would normally take it. So conversation can be very convoluted based on where each word takes us depending on our life's experiences.
0: Absolutely. and so. Isn't that fascinating? I think that stuff is so it interesting. Is. And what I have Absolutely. realized to bring it back around to mirror work is it's the same with the conversations in your head. Like sometimes we get triggered by words that we're saying to ourselves that other people may not, you know, like we're hearing all of this, like how to stuff, especially with the internet. Now everybody's giving their opinion on how to overcome things or how to walk around things or whatever it is. Right. And so we're starting to say those words to us. And what I've come to realize in my like three decades of self-work is sometimes those words that other people think are negative are really positive for me to say to myself. And sometimes it's the opposite. Like the things that other people think are really positive actually trigger me internally. And so doing the self-work, I think we have to start paying attention to how we communicate with ourselves. And like... Try to block out all of the opinions on the outside. Like, am I doing mirror work wrong? Well, is it helping you? Yes. Okay, then you're doing it perfectly. You know, same thing with like <laughs> meditation. I have a friend who hates meditating, and I'm like, but you pray all the time. She's like, oh, yeah, I love my prayer time. I'm like, that's literally the same thing. But she, for exactly. years, thought it was wrong. She was doing it wrong because she couldn't sit and like, stay in one spot for 30 minutes or whatever, you know? So I'm like, there's a million ways to get to the results. We just have to figure out what our own process is. And I love sharing other people's processes so that hopefully the audience will hear something that they'll, and then they'll try and find something that works for them. So I love it. Anyway, battling. battling absolutely.
1: (laughs) You (laughs) know, no, I I, I agree too. I've I've been told, uh, I think because the whole meditation thing, people... We, a lot of us come from an old mindset of, of, of the old stereotype of meditation. So we, we all, uh, until we, some of us, I uh, think that if we you know if we can't close off our mind and be, be silent, then we're not doing meditation right. But that's exactly. Really, it's really not resolved. But you can even do active meditation. And when you're, you know, jogging on a treadmill, for me, when I'm riding my motorcycle, that's an, an active meditation time for me as well. So it just depends. You can do active meditation, you can do prayer, you can totally you, know, so listen, you can listen to to music you can hear you can listen to sounds you can have guided meditation there's so many avenues now for that and so many different ways to get to a place where you just have that time to to, to exactly. do that for yourself i think the
0: biggest commitment
1: that we all should make
0: is figuring out what works for us yes and like Absolutely. just exploring and and finding things and like it goes back to what you're doing if you hadn't and open to trying photography again, you wouldn't be doing this incredibly cool project that I am sure is inspiring hundreds, if not thousands of people across the world. It's so cool.
1: Oh, I'm so grateful for that day. I mean, I, I, I think about often when I'm doing stuff where people talk about it, I'm just so grateful for that because yeah, it really has given me such a Uh, it's just so much joy for me. The whole, the whole picture of doing it and the whole, everything about it and, and, and then now getting to share with people, the whole thing has been such a great blessing. I'm so grateful. I love that.
0: And I love that you just said, um, it brings me so much joy because I think it's always a good thing to do the thing that brings you joy because that energy just expands into the world because, what you're doing kind of air quotes selfishly is absolutely making a positive impact on the world. So cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, often tell my kid, just do what makes you happy. Don't worry about any of us. I mean, uh, I mean we've all got to survive and have a roof overhead ultimately, but I mean, there's kind of a mix you've got to do, but ultimately if you can just do what makes you happy, as often as you can do it, you know, again, yeah. you've got financial things you've got to take care of and, and all that stuff. But if you can do whatever, whether it's putting a puzzle together, whether it's, you know, drawing or, or uh, whatever is giving you joy outside of whatever the things you have to, do if you can do that as often as you can, and you've got some piece of the, the pie of, of that joyness in your life. And that's how you can, again, help make things move for yourself. So I, I totally, absolutely believe in, and, and uh, I'll, I'll, it just, it's, it's as simple as a smile. I mean, honestly, too. Just um, if I'm having a moment where I, um, uh, I'm not comfortable or I'm not, you know, things aren't, you know, I'll I'll remind myself um, it feels better to smile, and I'll smile, and it, again, it can change the whole perspective perspective of what I'm doing or feeling or whatever's happening. Like right then, so um, joy is just so important. Yeah. Um, we can do that as often as we can po- and then milk it if you can milk it as long as you can for whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean if you you know you see a little kid and the, and the kid's smiling or and laughing or I mean just uh, just take it all in and just uh and, you know it's a just milk it just milk that really great feeling for, yeah. as often, for as long as you can so absolutely
0: oh my gosh I love that so much and I feel like um if you can believe it, we're almost out of time. Uh, So it's quick. I know it's, uh, it's so much fun. How, how fast it goes because it flows. Right. Uh, Right. right. And so one of the things that I like to do with my guests is ask if they have any advice for our listeners, but I feel like you just gave advice, but if you have more, I would love to share it.
1: Oh yeah. I, I, um, I guess, um, Based on what we've been talking about, as we were talking, all kinds of six-word stories I've done have popped into my head. I mean, a lot. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to throw them all out there. But um, the one I've, I've thought about um, probably the most, uh, uh, based on what we've talked about, is one of the six-word stories I've done is, um, "Make yourself your greatest love story," and uh, I think that's where it really does start. And you can just love yourself, and that comes from um, you know, stop beating yourself up. Uh, and
0: Well, I you know, love how love you that phrased that because making yourself your greatest love story, it's like, think about it when you start dating someone, you're finding the things that you like about them. You're finding the connections. You're, finding, you're actively seeking a healthy, happy, loving relationship.
1: Exactly. With
0: that person. So that's what you need to do with yourself is what I just got from that. And I've never heard it expressed like that before. So amazing.
1: Awesome. Another one I'd like to spit out real quick is also um, to remind ourselves that we're always doing our best. Um, And so is everybody else. And their best may not be your best, but it is their best. Even for us, our best for that day may not be the same best as yesterday or may not be the same best as tomorrow. But I believe with my whole heart that we are always, always, always doing our very best. And when you can start to feel that and take that in, then you stop beating yourself up so much. And you can forgive yourself and you can forgive others. And that is another big and important part for me, in my life.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. So um, do you have a resource that has gotten you through some hard
1: times? Um, I I actually have so many um, (laughs) through my journey as far as like growing and and people that have uh, been an active uh, part in my journey of growth and learning things. And so um, I'll just kind of list a few different uh, avenues I've, I've taken as far as uh, uh, my journey. Of, of course, my family has always been a really great support system and, and loving um, group for me. But other people that are actually out there trying to help uh, people learn these things or, or live a different life are um, uh, Brian Ridgway, Abraham Hicks, Lloyd Burnett, um, Melanie Beckler. Um, Deepak is a really nice, nice one as well. Emily Fletcher. Marissa Peer. These are all different groups and people who are throwing stuff out there for us to kind of take little bits and pieces for us each to kind of take whatever resonates with us and then run with it and to help ourselves grow and, and um, relearn to love ourselves based on life's experiences and, and trying to get out of that, that hole. Awesome.
0: And do. I will put links to everybody that you just mentioned's website on the show page for your episode at aggressiveoptimism.com. So thank you for that. And then do you
1: have a quote for our audience? Uh, one, one quote that I used to always like is uh, from a movie, and I wish I could remember the name of it now, but I can't, but it was a, a man talking to his daughter and, his, and she was kind of um, struggling with, with her love life and He said, find someone who thinks the sunshine shines out your ass. And and, uh for me that's kind of stuck with me because I think I mean I mean, that's gonna that's an important part. Not I mean that you're you're the important part, but when you've got someone who feels the same way you should feel about yourself, then and that's that's where that's just kind of always been a really great (laughs) romantic romantic uh way of Seeing things or feeling about somebody. I am
0: going to try and find what movie that is and post it on the oh, show page. Well.
1: Oh my gosh! If I can find it, I'll send it to you. But it was just, and I may not even quoted it correctly, but it was along those lines, and it's a one word <laughs> movie name. um But I'll find it and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll send. I'll send you the. I think I've even found it in on YouTube before. That's Everybody's awesome! All this. I just loved it. Uh, so
0: funny. <laughs> Well, Terry. We are out of time, and I appreciate so much you giving your wisdom, your perspective, your stories, your six-word stories, um, and your time today. I really, really do appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Oh, I, I'm so, uh, I so appreciate you allowing me to, to be a part of your venture. I love the name of your podcast, by the way. I actually <laughs> love it. Thank <laughs> you. And this has been a lot of fun, and, and I. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And to all of you listening, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Edwards. And remember, you guys, if you dream it, it's possible. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you'll join me next time. The Aggressive Optimism Podcast is made possible through affiliate programs. So if you'd like to support the podcast and get some really great products for yourself, head on over to the offerings page at aggressiveoptimism.com. And if you want a little more aggressive optimism in your life, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Jenna Edwards Life. I'll see you over there. Until then, have a good one.